don't touch this. Good morning. We're here on the Tom Bernard Show, also known as the Family. Uh, we have today Ralph to the XMD. Alex Rasmus. Alex Rasmus. Sorry, sorry. Andy Rappernard. <laughs> and Cassie Schrader. <laughs> And joining us shortly will be Kristen Burt. Yes, we have her on the line. Okay, we'll be right back after these sweet messages. Sweet. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, One of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? At, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Recently, the four Walzer dealerships in Burnsville, Walzer Subaru, Walzer Honda, Walzer Nissan, and Walzer Mazda encountered a hailstorm. Adjusters flew in from around the U.S. to handle a claim on what will be over 2,500 new and used cars. They've drastically reduced the pricing on these vehicles, and there are some wonderful bargains available. But here's the deal. I normally hate the hurry-these-won't-last style of marketing, but in this case, it is true. It's not like they'll go into the back lot at night with hammers and make more. I also usually tell people to check them out online, but in the case of slightly damaged cars, you really do have to see them for yourselves. Stop out to Walzer Mazda, Nissan, Honda, and Subaru just south of the Burnsville Mall on Buck Hill Road. If you really want to, you can tell them Tom sent you, but that sounds kind of dumb. Welcome back to the Tom Bernard Show with the family. Alex is back in with her lunch. Doesn't <laughs> smell at all. Um, <laughs> and she needs a mic. This one? When you, you gotta eat, you gotta there eat. Is. This is true. With little kids. And we've got Kristen Bird on the line. Hey, Kristen. Hi, how are you? Good. How was uh, Barcelona, right? Yes, I was there during the riot. So that was interesting. <laughs> oh. What? I, okay, I have never been there. Did it's you? It's beautiful. Um, it was kind of the perfect time because it was still very warm there. So you could go and hang out at the beach, which I thought was awesome. Mm. Um, and still see the sights. Although I will say the sights are so popular and busy, they actually do fast passes like Disneyland. So, You're kidding. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, I'm not. And so it was a little bit, I guess everyone goes to Barcelona is kind of like one of the big destinations, you know, in that area. And I just think that 
when I hit some of like the big tourist places like the La Sagrada Familia, a lot of the, the um, um, Anthony Gaudi, uh, he's the architect, right. was big in Barcelona, like a lot of his sites, I was a little bit like, oh my God, I do feel like I'm at Disneyland because it's so popular and crowded. And so when I got to the beach, I was just like, it's great. It's relaxing and beautiful and everyone's nice and the food's delicious down there. Um, but just be prepared for crowds if you go. <laughs> is it because it's still is, is it still pretty cheap to travel there? It is. It's very affordable. I mm. was shocked at how um, cheap my meals were. Because <laughs> usually, you know, you go to Europe and you're just so used to spending so much money. I thought Copenhagen was pretty expensive. Yes. You know, France is always expensive. And I was like, wow, I barely spent any money in Spain, even though I ate really well and I shopped and everything else. Oh. Did you bring back any leather goods? Ooh. I did not. <laughs> you did not? No shoes? That's the thing there, isn't it? Um, I don't, I mean, I didn't, I brought back like a leather journal for my husband, but that's about it. Nothing like major. You didn't even bring him any leather pants. Come on. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, Ricky Martin stuff. No, no, no. I heard they're coming back. Oh, leather pants for men. Yeah, I can see Leather that. pants. Have you been seeing them out in L.A.? I have not seen leather pants. It's still been pretty warm here, so we won't oh. be cracking up leather pants. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's not Nothing a good mix. Nothing than sweaty leather <laughs> pants. Oh, gross. <laughs> I hope they don't make a comeback. Those are horrible. You, you have to remember that. Remember the red leather that Eddie Murphy oh, wore? Oh, yeah. Every guy had to have a uh-huh. pair. <laughs> that was a thing. That, I remember like coming home, and every day it was on HBO. Every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You uh, in LA you have to remember that it, that, that summer is just now winding down. Yeah, that's what we forget. Yeah, because the, the fires are stopping. That's right. So. We picked our last tomatoes uh, yes. at well, Thanksgiving. I, was in, I went to San Antonio after um, Barcelona before I came home, and at, there's nothing like a 2 a.m. prepare to evacuate alert on your phone when you're not home and your husband is like waking the dead. Um, trying to get in touch with him to get up to go, hey, you have to start packing the cats up and everything else. It was crazy. Oh, I, uh, I didn't realize that, they were so close to L.A. Crazy, I have to be honest. I'm sorry? I, th- I didn't know that the fires were so close to L.A. No, they're in L.A. Uh, the Getty Fire and the Sepulveda Basin Fire were um, two of the big ones in L.A. County. Sounds and they're kind of in the smack dab in the middle of where everyone lives. Oh. And, and that, the, that's was, why I don't watch the news. And there was a big fire <laughs> at the at the mouth of Sepulveda Canyon now and across the four oh five last year. That's so, right. The, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean we've the Getty um sort of Sepulveda Pass area has been um on fire probably I'm gonna say three times within the last four years and it gets closer and closer to the urban areas. I'm at the base of the hills and uh, it's gotten to a point, I can't believe I'm in a fire zone now. Because um, yeah. if you saw where I lived, you'd be like, that's urban. It's, I, I don't live in the canyons, and I don't live in the hills or anything else like that. So it, it's it's been stressful. Are they starting to do any fire management, like making people clear brush and all that stuff, or are they just ignoring it? Yeah, everything had been cleared already. So oh. um, the last Getty fire that just occurred a few weeks ago occurred because of power lines. So there's been a lot of issues with PG&E down here at Southern California Edison um, and old equipment and not being maintained. It had nothing to do necessarily with brush. I think most of the homeowners are pretty smart and savvy to know to uh, keep 
you know, at least I think it's 200 yards away from their house when it comes to clearing brush. You would hope so. Wow. Did the Skirball Center make it through? Skirball Center was fine. The Getty Center was fine. Um, and then when I got back to San Antonio, there was this big Simi Valley fire, which got very close to Reagan Library. Yeah. And that one, the Getty is very well protected. They they did, when they designed it, they thought about fires and things like that and, and how to make sure to keep it at bay. So the Reagan Library was not designed that way. And there was major concern that they were going to lose Air Force One is there, the one that was used during the Reagan years and some of the parts of the library. That would be, would anyone care? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you get to a point. If, if any presidential library burnt to the ground, would it be a huge loss? I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I don't think I've ever been to a presidential library in my life. But, oh, you haven't? I don't think I've been so. To like three or four. I've really? been to, uh, Carter and Kennedy, because Kennedy obviously is uh, my hometown in Massachusetts. Um, I've been to the Reagan Library. I haven't been to the Nixon one. That's not that far away. Yes. So, but why 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 do you go there? What do you see? What's why why? <laughs> why? Um, you know, I think it's interesting. You get kind of a, a bit of their history, especially. I mean, for me, none of them were. I mean, I was alive for some of them, but um, I don't necessarily remember it all. Like, I don't remember the Carter years by any means. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's interesting just to see how it all sort of put together. Um, and you realize, can you hear so much of like how? Carter was a failure, but you actually get to see some of his successes, too, I think, at, at you know, his library, because they're going to, of course, talk about the good stuff. Um, Kennedy, of course, was like every school trip, because I grew up under, you know, the whole Camelot legacy living in Massachusetts. Oh, and yeah. I, I, the Reagan Library, they, they do a big thing for Christmas, and they decorate Air Force One, and I think it's really beautiful. It's beautiful yeah. up there. Yeah I, yeah, I think the only exposure to a presidential library I've ever seen was on baskets. When, when Louis was in, I think, the Reagan Presidential yeah. Library on Baskets. He was? Yeah. Was a book from the yeah, church. he laid in state for like a week or something. It was a long time. Yeah, he was very popular. Yeah. The, uh, Josh and Ashley have both been there, and they've all, both said that it's really a pretty, pretty place. Oh. Yeah. All right. I had no idea. I didn't. I, does every president get a library? Sure. Why not? Yeah. Do they? They yeah. do. Great. Are they? Yeah, it, be it becomes a tribute to their um, administration yeah, okay. on their terms, honestly. Okay. We're going to get a lot of tweets with uh, the next uh, this president's library. A lot of tweets. There'll be a lot of electronic <laughs> stuff, a lot of electronic tweets. A lot of Trump's stuff. library. <laughs> it will just be computer screens. And, no, yeah. Uh, it, he'll probably have himself in, you know, 3D hologram. And <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bitching yeah. about Nancy Pelosi. I don't Pelosi. Need to see him in 3D or in hologram. <laughs> I bet. I bet. He, I bet he's already got it all plotted out. He's probably got high tech people working on it right now. I wouldn't put it past him. So, hey, let, can we degenerate to uh, Hollywood? Oh. So, so Ford versus <laughs> Ferrari. I've seen the. I've seen the the trailer. Oh, it, it looks really sticky. It looks like not I'm that good. I'm going tomorrow night to go and see it. So yeah. I'll have the inside to watch Ford versus Ferrari. I mean, they are making a big pitch for Oscars campaign. So they definitely want to um, make sure that they are in the mix, of course. And um, let's see, I'm trying to think what else. Last Christmas, I'm going to see that tonight. There's a lot of screenings. Like, all of a sudden, you kind of turn a corner in the fall, and everything's all of a sudden like Oscars and holiday yeah. screenings, and it gets really crazy. Now, the Hallmark Channel has had Christmas schmaltz on <laughs> for weeks. 
<laughs> yes, I started watching Lifetime now is in the game too. I watched a Lifetime Christmas movie. Actually, in fact, I've watched three on that network because they're a little bit edgier. They're willing to make some adult jokes where Hallmark is everything is like super clean and sanitized. Well, it's the same movie over and over. Woman yes. meets guy, doesn't like guy. <laughs> guy loves woman. <laughs> woman comes around eventually and they live happily ever after. And they get a That's, puppy at the yeah, end. And they get a every puppy. Every time. It's, it's uh, the same movie every time. Am I wrong? And they're so good. You either work at like a bakery or a bookstore. Yes, or, or a, a Christmas florist. store. Mm-hmm. Somebody usually has some sort of Christmas That's store. That's new movie yep. last no, Christmas. It's like coming to theaters. Oh, that actually looks good. No. But it looks like every Lifetime movie. She works at a Christmas store. Oh, no, it, yeah. it, it, it's, <laughs> it's she works at the Christmas store. Yeah. She works at the bakery. She works at the Christmas store. But in our new enlightened age, it should be he works at the Christmas store. Well, sometimes he, the guy know, has a Christmas tree lot or a temporary <laughs> lot, Christmas a thing, thing on the mountain that's, that's very ma- magical and that, it's always snowing. But it's not, as manly, <laughs> it's not as manly as working in a bakery or working in a, in a Christmas store. <laughs> Store or mm, you know so so you know when are we going to ha- have the city country um, theme always going like the big city girl right. goes back to her country roots and <laughs> right. there's the boyfriend she left behind blah 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 and she's single and miserable and now he's going to make her happy with his like you know little country bumpkin personality his, that, for, that his forgotten hotness his, his, <laughs> he has he has some little things and he has some big things and he's <laughs> taking care of his sick mother usually oh Ooh. there you go father plot twist sassy black friend of the sassy gay friend. Oh, yes. Primary (laughs) character. Yes. And then there's always a Christmas miracle, which has the underlying sort of faith message without hitting you over the head with, like, Christianity. Right. I'm going to take issue with uh, uh, Catherine's comment. It's not Christmas schmaltz. You're, you're mixing, you're, you know, that, that it's not Christmas schmaltz. It would be Hanukkah schmaltz. Inappropriate. That's right. We, and it wouldn't, it's not uh, uh, Kwanzaa schmaltz. It's Hanukkah schmaltz. Okay, Christmas hokey. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> I know. I, 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 I think it was last year we were interviewed. Uh, somebody was coming on the line that was in one of those movies. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know he was on the line. <laughs> I was talking about how hokey all the movies are. And he comes on and he was instantly defending the movie. I know they usually are, but the one I'm in isn't like that at all. I was like, like, classic Catherine Blunder. Whoops. What is that? Do, Do they still bring the tears? When you watch them, Catherine? I don't usually cry at the Hallmark ones. Maybe I will at the Lifetime. It's edgier. <laughs> Most of it had the a golden retriever Christmas. in it, but other than that, no. yeah, she had a golden retriever growing up, so that's like her soft spot. Oh. We're going to get one eventually. I guarantee it. <laughs> they're good dogs. That's why. Got to brush them a lot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just can't believe how early they're starting Christmas oh, every year. It's I just, know. I'm, yeah. It it's, makes me sick. Just count down to Christmas. It's not that early. It's like mid October. The stores have been decorated for weeks. Weeks and weeks. Uh-huh. Before before Halloween, there was Christmas stuff yes, in at all home, the stores. Home Depot, you can buy yep. Christmas yard decorations, lights, and everything. Right. Countdown to Christmas. Let's see. When did it start this year? Because I it's... started at the day after Christmas every year is my countdown to Christmas. <laughs> 364 days to Christmas. Christian, <laughs> yeah. well, Chris, are they uh, – do they have the no, – over in Griffith Park, they have the big lighting, uh, Christmas lighting thing. Is that up and running? Um, you know, some of the decorations are up, but the official Christmas tree lighting usually happen a little closer to Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. there They're you not go. not forcing all of the – 
You know, Christmas tree lighting, it's November 1st. It's because, honestly, all of the radio stations, the second, like, Halloween ends, the next morning, they are playing Christmas carols. Wow. Yeah. And, and L.A., the Christmas experience in L.A. is, is yeah. different than here. It is just, it is, I, it I liked is. it. I, I did a bunch in Arizona. I did a bunch in Utah. did a bunch in, in well, Utah didn't count. But the ones in uh, in L.A. were just <laughs> very different with a nice, nice weather and the palm trees and everything. I know. As soon as we yeah. go down to Florida, I'm like, uh, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. over. Weird. They got some cotton on the lawns. <laughs> yeah. Throw some cotton balls They try around. their best. They're but trying to be festive. There's only so much you can do. And palm trees. So bubble uh, snow every night. They're like, it's snowing. And I it's just, bubbles. I, it's funny. I just saw a meme. It says, this is why you don't put Christmas lights on palm trees. Because when you do it, they look very phallic. <laughs> they don't look like a palm tree. Oh, especially if you do the coconuts. <laughs> Catherine, you were with your grandchildren this morning. Yeah, it's it's really, don't put Christmas lights on your palm trees, I'm very uncomfortable now. No, I I remember, we used to talk to this woman who's from, I think she's from Alabama originally, and she's like, have you gone over to see the Christmas lights on Yabba-dabba-dabba street? No, we haven't. It's a winter wonderland. (laughs) We go over there and there's some palm trees with lights, some cotton strewn around, some uh, some fancy lighting. Some dinsel. It's it's like, this is not a winter scattered. wonderland. It's a lighting wonderland. But I, you do, I think you need snow for Christmas, personally. Yeah, if I could show you what it looks like here. I know this is great for viewers. but <laughs> uh, Yeah, that's very, yeah, we, very phallic. Yeah, yeah, they do I'll, that. Yeah, they do that I'll show Florida. the YouTube I, I was, They there do. There you go. I, 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 it's always fun because so many so many people <laughs> in in LA have never seen snow coming up from Mexico and when right. it snows up in the Angeles forest and things like that there's a huge number of uh, Mexican immig- immigrants who are up there and they're looking at the snow and just mesmerized by this I, it, it's really so sweet fun. it's a sweet thing really a sweet sweet thing to see I'm excited for our dog to see snow for the first time oh that's right May's a southern girl from Texas yeah yeah Birch, the first time he saw snow, was so cute. He's, like, jumping, trying to catch it in his mouth. Oh, they're so cute. So any movies we should go see? Um, Honestly, the first movie I'm going to see, because I've been away for two weeks, is tonight. I'm going to see Last Christmas, so talking about uh, Christmas movies. Who's in that? The guy Um, from... Crazy Rich Asians. Crazy Rich Asians. Henry Golding. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Emma Thompson's in it. Um, it's a rom-com, so it should be good. So, so we pretty much turn out. Cute. We pretty much turn out a Christmas movie or two Christmas movies every single year. Is yes. that, uh, You know, there's always a Christmas movie that comes out. Would, would, is that accurate? Yeah. Of course, I said it. Yeah, we went through the we went through the bad Santa phase mm-hmm. where that yeah. what, oh, weren't God. there three of those. Yeah, uh, not so literal, two but or three. yeah. There was, a, there was a Tim bunch Allen of did. movies that yeah Santa was a bad guy kind of thing. Yeah, I didn't watch those. We had the Grinch one. I mean, so the every Grinch, year we yeah. get some sort of a Chris, Christmas. We get a Christmas movie or Christmas mm-hmm. theme. Well, we, yeah, and then they play forever. It's actually good if you're an actor or if you're a singer who writes an original Christmas tune. You're guaranteed money each and every year because of it. And you talk about being ecumenical. You know, the Hollywood, oh. Hollywood is yeah. kind of. Uh, 
is it has a large influence, Jewish influence in the industry. Yes. Yes, and for them to be so ecumenical to do the the Christmas movies is really very nice. Very we have, nice. We have to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Kristen Burt right after these messages. Tom Bernard with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, we've been talking about North American Banking Company for a few years now. One thing we've discussed is that the bank is locally owned and operated. Well, how does that benefit your customer? Tommy, projects and opportunities for expansion come up quickly for business owners. A locally owned and managed bank like North American Banking Company means decisions can be made just as quickly. We know Minnesota. We live in the communities we serve. So we have experience and firsthand knowledge for what's happening in your life where you live. That means decisions are made here. We don't ship them off or pass the buck someplace out of state. Finally, getting our customers quick answers allows them to take decisive action, and that's how business gets done. Man, Michael, you're getting good at this. Practice makes perfect. Uh, Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. If you're one of those folks out there still putting up with contact lenses or dealing with glasses, think just for a moment, what would it be like to wake up to a clear morning and experience your day with all the freedom LASIK brings? Well, I'm living proof that dream can come true. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With the new year right around the corner, it's time to set your sights on 2020 vision. Get $500 off LASIK through the end of the year at Whiting Clinic. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contacts, then it's time for you to find out if you're a candidate for LASIK. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com for your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Imagine 2020, buy 2020, and let 2020 be your best year yet with $500 off LASIK at Whiting Clinic. Offer expires December 31st, 2019. Both eyes only cannot be combined. Results may vary. I don't the phone know is why. broken. I think Speaking it's this cord actually jumping on the bandwagon with the early Heck Christmas yeah. music. Yeah. Heck yeah. If you could hear it. I know. I Cassie's think it's playing it. Christmas music. There it is. See, it's this cord. There we go. There it is. <laughs> At any rate, we were back with Kristen Burt talking Hollywood and schmaltzy movies. Anybody got a favorite? No. I like you have to watch it or it's I, not Christmas. Well, I ha- every year I watch Natural Lampoon's Christmas Vacation on Christmas Eve. That's like a must. Yes, that's a good um, one. Another oh. another really good one that I like is is called Four Christmases with Reese Witherspoon and Vince Vaughn. Oh yeah, that one's cute. Yeah, it's very funny and cute, and I, I don't think I've seen that, but I've promptly forgotten it. No, no yeah. black and white. Come on. Oh, I watch A Wonderful Life every year too. Oh, so, but Elf. I love Elf. Yes, oh, Elf. Yeah. Elf, yeah. Yeah, Elf is You cute. sit on a throne of lies. Every single, every single so Christmas season, people are constantly telling me how much I look like Zoe Deschanel with blonde hair because she has blonde hair and Elf. Yes, in yeah. that movie particularly, you do. Yeah. For mm-hmm. sure. Because we have a similar face, but then she usually has dark brown hair, but in Elf, she's blonde. So everybody's like, oh my gosh, I forget how much you look like her. I'm like, yep, every year. I still like A Christmas Story. That's hilarious. Yes, we watch that I as well. I watch The Holiday. So good holiday every year pretty much and then the original animated Grinch. Yeah. And Charlie Brown Christmas for mm-hmm. sure. Oh, White Christmas. White Christmas is White Christmas? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like Miracle on 34th Street. Oh, that's a good one too. Oh, 
Yeah, that's a good one too. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I can't watch any of them. Why? Because they're depressed. They're so sad. Oh, they're all, they just seem always seem so. Uh, you, you know, can't hang for the miracle. So, no, yeah, you can't no, wait for the happy ending. No, even though I know the ending, I'm always there. Uh, nah, I'm out. I'm I'm out. I don't have enough Prozac in the bottle anymore. <laughs> He's so too I cynical just, to watch Christmas. No, I'm not cynical. No, I'm not cynical. It just is sad. Okay, then I'm watch Die cynical. Hard. I'm, That's a Christmas movie. Well, you're going to have to start watching no. with those grandkids. They're going to want to sit down and watch all of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, there's other things to do besides watch TV. Well, there's not, other exciting uh, things to do. But those are like Christmas. There's you candy. Know, I, I, the I like things. all the old stop. Uh, yeah, like Rudolph and oh, stop gap Jack Frost a- animation stuff. <laughs> stuff. I love all that. I love those. Stupid Claymation. stuff. Claymation? You like Claymation? Oh, they're great. I loved it. I used to love. There used to be one with Davy and Goliath, and do you remember that one? They had a Christmas special, oh, yeah. and then there was, and the little drummer boy. They also did a claymation oh, yeah. version mm-hmm. of that. Oh yeah, too. They, yeah, they did. I like the what's the one with the Isle of Misfit Toys? Oh, that's that's Rudolph. Rudolph. That's Rudolph. Rudolph's shiny Rudolph. New Year. Love that one. Oh, the Year Without a Santa Claus with the heat miser and the snow miser. Oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh my God, that one is really good. I can't believe you can still find those. Oh, yeah. They're on YouTube that's at this point because they're so old. I think Amazon has them, too, now. Because I think that's where we watched <gasps> them last year. I should, we need to watch those. It's amazing those. how, you know, I mean, really, for as old as those movies are, how old is, like, Rudolph? It's got to be. Oh, I want to say it's got to be 60 years old, 50, it's, 50 or 60. Old. They don't look that bad for no. the animation. No, they're, yeah. And every they year they re- really well. Yeah, yeah. and the mm-hmm. stores repackage them. A lot of times you can go to like Target or Walmart and you can buy like all four movies on one DVD. Year Without Santa is 74. And Let's see. The Isle of Misfit Toys one because I'm pretty sure that's much older. Let's see. That's from. Yeah, that one's got to be really old. <laughs> what was it called? Rudolph's Shining New Year. Shining. Oh, Shining. Shining New Year. But. Yes. White Christmas, mm-hmm. and Holiday. Oops, Inn. Holiday Inn. What? Holiday Inn. They're they're almost eighty years old, maybe more. Yeah, we watched Holiday Inn last year, and yeah, it's. I mean, it was well before the age of color, so there's that. Yeah. So how old was Rudolph? Well, the shiny new year is seventy six, but the original was sixty four. I was going to say like sixty four. I mean, that's old. And White Christmas is from nineteen fifty four. Yeah, well, there you go. So did right. they colorize that? Because I know a lot of people just won't watch a black and white movie. Anymore. They've colorized it, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, they don't. No. So no. they insist on. Alex co- would never watch. They it. insist on colorizing the beginning of uh, the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> that would be no, weird. No, well, maybe they would. I don't know. I wonder. In today's political climate, you never know. <laughs> what was the last Disney Christmas mu- movie? The last Disney Christmas Disney movie? Disney Studios Christmas movie, Kristen. Disney Christmas what movie? Yeah, when was the last Christmas movie released by Disney Studios? Well, they, uh, they did a Frozen Christmas special. Oh, that's yeah. Probably. I'm just trying to think. I don't know, because I mean, are you just talking animation, or are you talking? Any, any. I'm just, I was just thinking. I was thinking through the Christmas movies. I'm thinking, they are any ever, these Disney? Um, I don't think they are. I don't are. think they bring them out to the theaters usually. I think that's usually on their channel, right? No, but I'm just saying. Well, no. What what Disney movies have been have been produced in the Disney studios? It's a Disney product. Um, well, there's definitely oh, well, a very Mickey year, Christmas. I, 
It was a lot of Mickey. Last year they did Nutcracker in Four Realms. That was a Christmas movie. It was too well. I have it right here. Well, in 2012, Santa Paws 2 came out. Santa Paws. The Santa Pups. That was a Disney movie. Last year was Nutcracker. They did redid a Christmas Carol in 2009. I don't know if that was like a live action one. There's a lot of Mickey Christmas things. Mm -hmm. That's a long. And then Frozen, they did a Christmas special. Oh, just for TV. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yes, this. uh, John loves the Christmas. The Christmas Carol that came out in 2009. It was that stop motion where you know uh, Jim Carrey played the character. It was animation, but he wore the suit. Oh yeah, that was good. Yeah. It's live action. Live, what do you call it? What it well, it's stop action, I think. No, or, stop action no. is a claymation. What, what's, what, what do you call it? Oh. The, the technique for the new Lion King, it was? Motion capture. Motion, motion capture. capture. Yes, that's what okay. it was. Yeah, where they wear the suit so they can get the facial features and stuff. I think, like, the first, like. All the little dots. Yeah. I think the first, like, movie that came out that used all that was, um, uh, oh, my gosh, no, I'm. The, about the train with Tom Hanks. Uh, why am uh, I drawing uh, a blank? Oh, Sunset uh, Express. Oh, Polar yes. Express. Yeah. Polar oh, Express. Express. I love Polar that movie. You, mm-hmm. That it, is a good movie. It's interesting because so much of that uh, that uh, live animation or live action animation, whatever you want to call it, those were a lot, a lot of those people were dancers. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, the yeah. physical movement yeah, had yeah, to be. Yeah, that makes sense. Had to be not only precise, but you know, exaggerated in some ways yeah. and, and very <laughs> elegant. It could, you know, you put me up there, or Tom. Well, more Tom than me, but it, 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 it'd be it'd be coarse. It wouldn't work out as <laughs> no. well. It, it, no, it'd look a little blocky. Tom would just break something. Yeah, you just stand there. And so break that, that's been somehow. that's been another venue work for uh, dancers uh, to do those sort of things. What is this new little yep. mermaid thing? Where they're gonna have it on the screen? Live, yeah, it's like a half live, half animated. Yeah, I don't understand. Oh, it. oh first uh, the. So they're doing. Um, I interviewed the choreographers yesterday. So they're they're showing some elements of the movie, uh, incorporating some elements of the Broadway show, and kind of incorporating into one. They recently did a similar production at the Hollywood Bowl last summer. Uh, so this is kind of them bringing it to television. Um, but the sets are amazing, so it should be kind of fun. Really? Okay. Because it looks really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just what I've seen. It just looks I like mean, they're... It, know, it, I mean, I, they're I, all just... I mean, the movie's playing on this big screen, and they're wheeling all this stuff in, and there's people running around. It's like, this just seems distracting at this point. It, but might, it might be a better live uh, performance. might be. Yeah, there is a live studio audience, too, um, that'll be there. But I think also, it's whether you buy into the live television musical thing or not. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Some people love to hate watch it. And I think that there's probably going to be a lot of hate watching going on on Twitter. Oh, well, yeah, Twitter. But it's a good cast. I mean, I will say that it is a good cast. So um, that at least, that, and there's not a casting in that where I'm like, oh, God, they hired so-and-so, there's not any of that. So that's the good news. So it, so it's it's so it's a live production or live? It is a live production. Uh, it will be, they'll be doing it live here at 5 p.m. to go live for the East Coast. Oh, cool. So the East Coast will, I mean, the West Coast will see it taped, but um, you guys will have it live. Oh. Oh. 
Oh, so, nice. so it's, it's a live, I think it's a live uh, production. It might be very, yeah. very interesting. Yeah, and the choreographers, they are Pink's um, aerial choreographers. Mm. So there's going to be a lot of, um, they told me there's going to be a lot of aerial work um, above and below the sea that they think is kind of interesting and cool and totally different. Um, and if you've ever seen any one of Pink's shows and all the aerial work that she does singing upside down, it's pretty incredible. So I'm kind of excited to see what that aspect which, of it is. Which came from Powder. Powder was the L.A. group that Pink took that uh, that silk kind of uh, uh, act on stage, brought it mainstream. Mm-hmm. It was Powder that started that. So I'm feeling like it's a little Cirque du Soleil production. Yeah. Kind of, yeah, I think. But, no, no, but, no, but, but done in a Disney way. Yeah. Yes, because, say, it's di- because it's a Disney product, there'll be no contortionist. <coughs> well, yeah. <laughs> No contortionists kind of gross me out. <laughs> I'm like, uh, It'll be appropriate. why is your way. ass on the back of your head? I don't understand why that needs to happen. And how did you figure out that you could do that? <laughs> I mean, what's the, do you need to rest your butt on your head? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> or do you need to, you need to, do you need to uh, force yourself into this two by two foot square box <laughs> cube? And you, oh, that's I know. the I mean, thing I'm fascinated that somebody's Whoa. body can do all that stuff without snapping, but it kind of grosses me out at the same time. It's like fire uh, eaters and stuff. I just, I kind of gag the whole time I'm watching them. It's fascinating, <laughs> but it's really gross. I, Sword I, swallowing. Oh, God. No. Yeah. No, thank you. Christian, do you get uh, claustrophobic when you see the guy in the you know the box when they roll him out onto a cart and he crawls out of a box and puts himself back that, in the box? I'd be totally claustrophobic with something like that. Yeah. I mean, I sit there and if I have a pillow over my face, like if it falls on my face while I'm sleeping, I panic. It'll <laughs> <laughs> be in the box. <laughs> you know, then that's the thing. Or maybe that's the difference between a contortionist and a dancer. A dancer has free movement and can move and are able to express yourself. But a contortion, you got to be real. Oh, oh, I can't even think of it. It, just, it drives me nuts thinking about getting into a, like a briefcase or a box. They usually yeah, bring them out. Yeah, you know, in some cart and it's on there, and then he starts crawling out of there like a snake. Oh, I'm done. I just watched a movie on an airplane with Emma Thompson and. The Australian larger blonde comedian woman, what's her name? That wasn't Emma Thompson. Yes, it was. Rebel? No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. Yeah, Rebel. Rebel. (laughs) Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson. Wasn't it? No. Yes, it was. Rebel Rebel Wilson and Emma Thompson are not the same person. No, she's talking about the other person in the movie, and it wasn't Emma Thompson. Hold on, let's see here. Isn't it romantic is the movie that she's thinking (laughs) of. Who's in it? Not is it late night? No, it's isn't it romantic? Is the name of the movie? I watched that on the plane. It's really cute. I just uh, watched it too. Rebel Wilson, Liam Helmsworth. Are you thinking Hemsworth. Priyanka Chopra? Yeah, Priyanka's in that. There's no. Oh, you're thinking of Betty Gilpin. She's the only blonde woman in the movie. Oh, oh I'm Rebel thinking Wilson. of another movie that I watched on the airplane. Uh. <laughs> But I did watch okay. Isn't It Romantic, and that was actually pretty cute. It was really cute. It w- it moved really fast. It was like 90 minutes. You were like in, it hit you over the head, and you were out. But it yeah. was really well done. Yes. So it, that just came out this year, and it's already on the airplane, right? Yes. It did not do well at the box office. It kind of came and went. And I don't know why it did so poorly, because it was cute. I yeah. mean, it was sort maybe of... it would have been better on streaming versus the movie theaters. Maybe that's uh... it. Because it was kind of an anti-rom-com rom-com. 
right? Mm. That was sort of the whole point that she she hated rom-coms. Yeah, yeah. And, and also and then, I think, yeah, she hated the rom-coms. And I think also the big deal it was made when the movie did come out is that, you know, she's not the typical, like, Meg Ryan, Sandra right. Bullock that would do Kate Hudson. You know, she's curvier. Um, and, you know, I think the world is like, hey, you don't have to be 100 pounds to be the romantic comedy lead. And I think that was part of the point of the film, too. And that is that one of the reasons I didn't do well? You know, good question. It I didn't wonder. get great reviews, honestly. And um, if you take a look online, everyone's like, eh, it was okay. And I just thought it was cute. But to me, had it been on Netflix, because Netflix has a really great romantic comedy strategy, I bet it would have been a huge hit. Yeah. I was laughing out loud. I was sitting right next to Alex, and she kept looking at me. I was. I actually laughed out loud like at least five or six times. And that hardly yeah. ever happens. I loved it. <coughs> yeah. It was actually, yeah. So if, you, if you're I on a plane. To be hit or miss. Yeah, I find Rebel to be hit or miss with her stuff. Um, but to me, when she's on, I think she's really, really good. And I felt like this project made her really shine. So I don't know what people hated about it. Yeah, she kind of has a tendency to just kind of be the same person over and over again. Because mm-hmm. she was in those pitch perfect ones, wasn't she? Yeah. Pitch yeah. perfect. I love her in Bridesmaids. She plays the yes. weird roommate. Yeah. She's <laughs> Wig. She's fantastic in that. Yeah, she's got kind of an understated sense Mm -hmm. of humor that I appreciate. Well, uh, we need to take another break. We'll be right back. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. I like this song. We're back, ladies and gentlemen, with Kristen Burt, our Hollywood entertainment reporter. The movie I was thinking of, Kristen, was Late Night. She was mixing two oh. casts together. Yes, I, I, I do that. I can't. I can't watch yeah, too many. Yeah, Mindy Kaling. Yeah, and Emma Thompson. That was. Um, yeah. I liked it, but I'm, I didn't love it. Yeah, I'm getting a little bit tired of the um, minority savior coming in on these movies. 
I think it's just been done to death. The problem with the movie was it went in one direction, then all of a sudden it took a hard left, and they're like, we're going to wrap up really neatly, and everything's great, and the end. And I was like, what? Yeah. Um, Because if you're going to make a point um, about, you know, making sure you have diversity in the writer's room, which is legitimately a Hollywood issue that they're just starting to kind of tackle... Um, go go with it the full movie instead of all of a sudden just wrapping it up in a neat little Hollywood way. And that's exactly what they did. And I thought, I went and saw it at the movie theater, but you can see it on Amazon now because uh, it is an Amazon-produced film. Uh, but it just all of a sudden took a nosedive, and you're like, well, that just sucks. So, you know what I mean? I just thought, yeah. like, go with the full story or don't. I agree. Um, how Okay, so this movie was out on the big screen, and I'm guessing it didn't do well either. It did terrible, honestly. Terrible. And they did heavy promotion for <laughs> it. It really did. Uh, they did heavy promotion for it. There was a big campaign. Uh, you know, especially where it's like two women leading the way. Mindy Kaling wrote it. Blah, blah, blah. All of that. And then uh, the reviews came out. And I think a lot of people had similar, probably, you know, views as I did in the movie. It's either got to be one thing or another. You're either going to do, like, the cutesy Hollywood movie. Or you're going to do a hard-hitting film about women working in the late-night space. Because I actually think that that's interesting. Oh, absolutely. There's an interesting story behind that. Um, but instead, they started going there, you know, with the hard-hitting story. And then they're like, nah, we're just going to wrap it up here. <laughs> we're like, well, thanks. Yeah, because I, <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciated the whole part about Emma Thompson being the only female late-night talk show host and being squeezed out. And for being a... over 50. Yeah. Know, that's another, like, ageism in Hollywood is legit. Absolutely. Uh, all that stuff, but... You're either going to do it or you're not going to do it. And somewhere along the way, someone chickened out or someone started saying, no, we have to make something that's commercially viable for everybody. Uh, and then it was it com- sucked. So it's commercially viable for nobody. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, what they and do. Then in the end, it becomes commercially viable for no one. You're right. And then they wonder why people don't go and watch movies because they just they can't hold on to a particular thought. Do you think they're all just so ADD or coked up that they just can't keep a thought process? What's going on out there? You know, a lot of times um, there are too many writers on a project. You know, there's oftentimes ghost writers. It, and you'll see that there's only one or two writers listed on the credits. But oftentimes it's passed through 12 hands. And I think that when a movie is really convoluted, uh, you know it's been passed through and been what they call script doctoring. It's been doctored too many times. Why don't they have somebody that doesn't, you know, why don't they just stop doing that then? I mean, if it's if it's diluting the script so much that nobody wants to watch it, why don't they do another method? Well, I think sometimes two people forget that oftentimes a script starts out 10, 15 years before, before it finally gets made. So it's passed through so many hands and different directors and different producers, and then it, you know, falls off the radar, and then it comes back up and it's available. Um, that it oftentimes isn't the movie that it started out to be, and sometimes the people that are script doctoring it, you know, five years down the line, don't know what the original script even looked like. Yeah, and, and many uh, many authors who are, who have screenplays done for their work. I mean, Vince Flynn spoke to that. God rest his soul. Mm-hmm. He spoke to. He said, "Geez, it, it's it's a huge effort trying to put together a screenplay and a story out of the book, and it's just a huge departure. And you can't have everything. It's just." It, it's just hard. They'll futz with it and play with it until they think it's the right product because they know best. Well, it seems like the Harry Potter ones always stayed pretty true to the book. They had to edit 
and look how popular those movies were. Yeah. Yeah, but no, they stayed close. Yeah, to, but they stayed close to the book, just right. like the Lord of the Rings stayed close to the book. Right. The, what happens is, is that these the script doctors, the people, the writers, they, they wander away from the book. They want to put their own little stamp and their own little preciousness on it. No, oh. well, I think you can tell. Yeah, and that's because <laughs> I mean I love everybody in that movie. That's why I was like, oh, these are good people. I'd like to watch this. And you would think that Mindy would have enough pull that she could get her vision of her movie done because mm-hmm. i mean she's like a pretty big think. deal right yeah she is i mean i think she's one of the, the biggest female writers out there right now between television and film but somewhere along the way i don't know what happened i don't know if amazon stepped in or you know someone else meddled with the script but that is not not what i know of mindy kaling when i look at some of her other projects yeah like the mindy project Right. Well, yeah, she's good. She, she's got a lot of talent, so there's no reason for them to... Are her other product, products uh, um, independent films? Or is this the first one for Amazon in a big outfit, a lot of money, throwing a lot of people with a lot of uh, egos involved? Uh, that's actually a good question. That is question. a good question. Like, I don't know. Yeah, because that does change. That can often change the, the nature of a project. Um Everybody has to justify their salary. The Mindy Project went from Fox to Hulu. Um, But that was, yeah, that was a series, though. That was a series. So, yeah. Um, She's doing four weddings and a funeral. That's also, um, that's Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that this probably was her first big foray um, into a big film. So they were probably like, you don't know what you're doing, little girl. Let's take (laughs) care of you. Yeah. 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 That's what it felt and, like. And could that have been men? Might have been. You never know. You never know. Well, and it's just yeah. when there's a lot of money to be, you know, that has to be thrown at something, I'm sure even the producers want to make sure it's going to be a hit, so they want to bring in their people. And they want to touch it. Everybody has to touch it and put a little, put their little finger, oh, look, I look at my, I did this on there. Oh, was that a good scene? I, yeah. That was my idea. Yeah. And that goes, that goes on. People's egos are involved with this sort of stuff, and, you know, and... You know, I just don't know how you get off underneath that. I mean, yeah. It ruins the script sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we know a lot of people that have gone out to Hollywood and they've tried to be writers and they get some stuff done. And they said by the time they get done with it, I, it's, it has nothing to do with what I wrote. Yeah. <laughs> they gave me it's they gave true. me ten grand and it's nothing that I wrote. <laughs> There's nothing there. I I have a friend who's a successful screenwriter and he was working on movie after movie after movie, but because he was script doctoring. Uh, you don't get the credit for it, uh, but he was making easily quarter million, half million a year doing script doctoring, and he finally started to get um, his his actual films onto the screen. He wrote San Andreas with the, the Rocks did, um, mm-hmm. and he's done very well since. Oh, but nice. uh, it's amazing that you can be a successful screenwriter in Hollywood and still never have have credit to your name. You have the money in your bank account, but you don't have the credit. On the film. That might actually be mentally uh, healthier way to exist out there. Because nobody knows who yes you are. I think because I think the ego wants you to have a film, right? Yeah, that, that's right. You see, the ego, you know, your compensation in Hollywood is money, but the other part is the ego. There's ego piece that comes with the compensation sure. there. yeah. And, and it's an important part, and you have to accept that is that's part of your compensation so to be on screen man there is there's few things that are 
make you feel better in in that regard in your ego. So seeing your name on the credits or seeing seeing yourself on uh, on on the screen. I suppose. I mean, and getting the accolades, the praise that goes along with it if you have a great film or if you get nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. You it, want that too. You know, Chris. Yeah, but how many writers actually get that? Not many, but yeah. if you do get it, it's really cool. <laughs> but, if, but if your name's in those credits. Yeah. If your name's in those credits and you can say, oh, this was my idea. It, um, so I think it'd be great to go out there and make a half a half a mil a year and nobody knows who the hell you are and you're just working. <laughs> I think it would be great. Personally. <laughs> I got I got no need for recognition. Yeah. None. So, the, the 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 writer. That's why you don't live in Hollywood. That's right. The, the, the writer for the uh, Russian roulette scene in the Deer Hunter. It's Quinn. Oh. It was Quinn Redeker. Okay. And Quinn, uh, he writes screenplays all the time. He's turning four out a, a year. Okay. And he just has a he they he just takes them and gives them to one of the studios and they buy them and put them on the shelf. Oh. He writes just all the time and his ideas are exceptional, original kind of ideas, and. That's how he exists. He just he sells these these screenplays because he said because that was an I think he got an Oscar for that. Oh, for the for the movie he was part of one okay. of the writers for the movie, so the writers got an Oscar for that. And as a result, he just has he just turns out this fact is like it's like one of the like a triple crown crown winner. Well, that's a poor that was a poor analogy. <laughs> uh, that you know he 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 just has his value in his own skill set and he yeah. just sells these things off. Oh, for me, I think that would be great. So, what else is coming up? Anything that we should be watching on watching on TV? I, I've I've been going through Netflix and Hulu to watch some sort of new series or something. Nothing's holding my interest. Is there any buzz that I no, don't know about? No, I mean about? the big deal. The really big deal was well, Apple TV started November first, and then next week, a week from today, will be the launch of Disney Plus, and that is going to probably be the discussion probably for at least the next six weeks. I saw, I went to the premiere last Friday for High School Musical, the musical, the series, um, and that's, they have a monster hit on their hands with that because oh. not only do they have the kids who watched it, um, now that they're grown up, some of them may have kids themselves, uh, everyone's in on it, like everyone's included. It's, it's written like The Office meets Waiting for Guffman. It's very smart and funny that way. Because uh, the high school is doing its first musical production of the film that was filmed at their high school, if that makes sense. Okay. You guys never... Did and you watch that? I think a lot of people are really going to like it. It was really funny. We saw the first two episodes. And, high school musical. One of the... I, I did hear an advertisement on the radio for a, a music... Uh, not a music... A movie theater group. And they were providing current movies streamed onto your phone as a service oh and do you think any of these other like disney or anything do you think they will provide that you know for with their current movies as, as they're released in the theater will they allow you to purchase it for streaming onto your onto your device at home i, I would say never say never on something like this because um they want to get every disney plus uh, subscription into everyone's hands. Honestly, they are, for those of you that have Verizon Wireless, if you don't know, you're getting a free one-year subscription. Oh. So if you just bought an iPhone, you should have a free one-year subscription to Apple TV. Take advantage of this. They are really in the game to getting both of these streaming platforms to you in your home and get you all away from Netflix. Yeah, and, and both of them together are less than 
the Netflix subscription monthly. Much less. And I mean, if you look at the Disney, just the Disney Plus, even if you're not bundling Hulu with it, because you can bundle Hulu with it for a reduced rate as well, you are getting a huge, gigantic library that speaks to every generation of your family. So um, I don't know how people are going to avoid not getting Disney Plus, but um, I'm already signed up through my Verizon Wireless. We got our Apple TV. We're, we're set to go, and we have decided we canceled Hulu, and we're going to cancel Netflix because uh, there's only a couple shows we watch on it. Yeah, I guess that is the wave. I mean, everybody seems to be getting rid of their dish and getting rid of their cable. I, For some reason, I just am afraid. <laughs> don't know why we st- we st- what are you afraid of <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm afraid that tom bernard is going to want to watch something and he won't mm. be able to watch it and then all hell will break loose <laughs> yeah. And then I'll have that, yeah that's what i'm afraid Remote of is, you did this science. to me i can't find the game yeah, yeah. well L- Lindsay clings to it because she watches watches those property shows and she watches what's what's the oh property what's the reality right serial that mm-hmm. oh it is million dollar listing Oh, okay. She, she she clings to that, and that is Can't just... Can't you find that well, anywhere that's else? that's on Hulu. You that's on Hulu? You can get that with your Disney Plus. Yeah, you can get that Disney Plus Hulu package, and then you'll have your um, million-dollar listing. There you go. So we can we can dump the I, thing. I, you can really yep. find anything, right, on a mm-hmm. streaming service. You just might yeah. have to pay per episode or something like well, that. Well, we, we, cut, we cut cable, and right now I think we're trying out Sling TV, which you can watch live TV. Which right. Is, so we can watch the games. And it's super games. cheap, right? Yeah, I think the package we got, um, it's got tons of channels for like 40 bucks a month. But you need an internet pipe. Yeah. And the best yeah. internet pipe is cable. The, 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 the biggest throughput you get is through mm-hmm. cable, not DSL or any of those other unless you have fiber. That's a different story then. Yeah, it works fine, though. I mean, okay. we watched the game on it, and it was fine. Well, so. you can also just get an antenna, right? Some yeah, sort of weird local, antenna thing. For local TV, yeah. but not for streaming services. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, if you want to watch, you know, I mean, usually isn't the Vikings or whatever yeah, on a local station. Yeah, the signal can be very iffy on those. Oh. Yeah, so it's they're not as reliable, in my opinion. Well, and I think a lot of different services are having that local capability, too, of those channels. Yeah, I think on Sling they have, like, a specific one for local channels. Yeah. So whatever is in your area, they'll play that on your... It's on the guide. It says local channel or something like yeah, that. I think you can save like $1,000 a year. So Yes, I cable's mean, outrageous. That adds expensive. up after a while. It's too expensive. It is too expensive, and it's crazy, and there's so many stations that no, nobody's watching. So what's the point? Mm-hmm. Well, Kristen, looks like our time is up. I know. All right. But thanks Good for coming. Back, though. Thanks for coming back. Thank you. I'll see you all next week. All right. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. That'll do it for this episode. Be back soon.